Welcome to Next Level Greatness, the podcast. Around here, we'll be talking about all things expansion, going from good to great and from great to greatness. I'm your host, Barbie Collab. Get ready for your next level. Let's do this. Welcome to Next Level Greatness, the podcast. I hope that you've been enjoying the last few episodes on health and my personal journey. I've been doing my best to share what is working for me, but also the lessons and the wisdom that I've gained. And I'm really sharing about the things that I wish that I had known before that I think would have prevented some of the things that I've had to go through, some of the challenges that I've had to go through. But if you are experiencing health challenges or trying to prevent them, then I'm also sharing things that might, number one, prevent you from going through what I've gone through, but also might help you if you are going through them to navigate them with more ease and basically to, I'm trying to provide like a sort of shortcut if there's such a thing. So today I'm really, really excited about this because I asked myself the question, what is in my heart? What is true for me right now? Like what is juicy basically in my life? And right now I'm so focused on my next level of healing. I realized recently, I don't know how recently, but pretty recently that emotions, the way we process emotions or that the way that we don't process emotions really have so much to do with health. I feel like all the signs are pointing in that direction for me. Really, how can I feel and express and process my emotions so that I can be my healthiest self, but also my truest and most authentic self. Of course, I'm talking about me because I'm the person making this podcast, but this is what I want to bring to you. So the question is for you, how can you process your emotions, feel them, and how can you show up most authentically in your life? That is today's topic. And This is a little side note that I also believe that when you are your truest self, your most authentic self, that that is what people are attracted to. And we're not doing this so that we can attract people, by the way. We're doing this so that we can feel happy. And in business, what I've noticed is that when we are truly ourselves, people are attracted to that. And that also is what makes you a money magnet. So that was a little side note. I've been reading a lot of literature lately on how unprocessed emotion leads to dis-ease. So we know the word disease, but if you look at dis-ease, so a lack of ease, it can lead to illness or just different kinds of pains, different kinds of maladies, syndromes, like autoimmune illnesses. 
And so I've shared in the past that I deal, they're not mine. I deal with autoimmune issues. Lately, I've been having some pain in my hips and my feet. And so I'm like, all right, it is really, really time for me, for us to come home to our bodies. I have been feeling so much better in the past, since last year, in the past two years. And my husband was actually talking about it this morning. He was just kind of noting the differences that he's seen in me. Before, I used to really, really struggle with brain fog. And now I feel very clear, but my brain gets tired after a certain period of time. Or I might say, oh, I have fatigue, but it's not like before. And so it's so important to celebrate and to notice the progress that you're making because it's super, super easy to go in a loop, in a loop about what you think is is wrong. So today I want to share with you the tools that I've gathered from the past and the present and also the tools that I've been using maybe for years, some that I've just learned and give you actual tools or point you into the direction where you can actually do a search on these tools and you can learn more about that. So again, if we don't process an emotion, the emotion gets stored in our body. We were talking about this in my Money Magnet course. We were saying how we may have experienced something with a parent relating to money in the past and experienced a very strong emotion. And when it comes to the present moment, that same emotion, that same feeling, so we're talking about two different things, the feeling, the sensation in the body, and whether it's sadness or panic or anxiety comes up when dealing with money. But for me, it's not necessarily around money that I want to focus on today. It's really more about the expression of emotion in general. I grew up in a family where we didn't talk about emotions at all. I mean, I don't remember ever talking about the way that we felt. And my brother had uh, cancer as a child. There was this one time when he was thick in the middle of his treatment. I think he had no hair. He was about eight years old and I was about six. And I said the C word. I said the cancer word. And I remember getting in trouble. We were not allowed to name our emotions or the reality of what was happening to us. And now I understand from all the literature that I've read, all the videos that I've watched, the books, everything, podcast, that it's that stuffing of emotions that leads to disease and that is trauma itself. And listen, I'm not talking to you as a trauma specialist at all. This is me, a human, navigating life, knowing that and feeling that I just want to live my best freaking life, you guys. And I don't want pain. And I shouldn't say that. I Well, I don't want pain, but I should state that in the positive because I want to feel my best. And I just know intuitively, I sense it in my soul that this is what the freedom that is waiting for me. And so here are the tools. 
okay, if I was used to stuffing my feelings, I've been asking myself lately, well, what does it mean to express my feelings? Does that mean that I'm in my head? I recently also did a, not a human design reading, I did a gene key reading. And based on my human design chart, the person that did the reading for me, her name is Snow. She said, everything, all the decisions that you make, Barbie, should be made from the lower part of your body because I have a defined sacral, not in your head. And I was like, ooh. I've like really lived in my head for so many years. And as I'm getting older, and really this is just in the past few years, I want to say, I'm beginning to finally, I'm beginning to respond from my sacral. It's like my, that gut feeling. It's my intuition. What the, personally, I feel my intuition. It's my heart. It's like in my belly and my core. It's not in my head. And more and more, I've been feeling into that. So what, what does it mean for me to feel? And it, that was very confusing for me because I'm like, wait, I'm in my head all the time. I'm always talking to myself. I'm always yeah. analyzing things. And that's using your head. That is thinking through things. That is analyzing things. And I've also done psychotherapy. I did psychotherapy at, for about nine years when I was in my 20s and early 30s. And that doesn't necessarily mean that I was feeling the feelings. I was thinking about them a lot. I was very much in my head. And so for some of you, this might be really, really obvious. And for some of you or others of you, this might be like, oh my gosh, Barbie, me too. And I don't know what it means to feel the feelings. And so my understanding is, let's say that you are having an emotion. I'm just going to take a random example. Like, Let's say that you have a friendship and that that friendship came to an end or is coming to an end. It could be a relationship, just anything, okay? And you feel sadness. The difference between feeling the emotion, the emotion is allowing yourself to feel the sadness without necessarily having to analyze the crap out of why this relationship went awry, why this friendship isn't what it used to be. So what does the actual feeling of sadness feel like? in your body. So if you quiet down and if you were to quiet down the thoughts, what is the sensation in your body? And it could be heartache. It could be just, I don't know, whatever, whatever sadness feels like. And so can you acknowledge that sensation without saying like, oh, I don't want to feel this thing. And so you go do something else. It's can you be quiet with that emotion and allow yourself to just experience it and let it exist? Because so often for myself, I guess two things. One, I would get busy and I didn't want to feel the actual emotion of what was happening. But then also I was trying to deny that that's what I was feeling. And so 
I didn't give it any space. And that is my understanding. Again, I'm not coming to you as an expert. I feel like there's a lot of literature out there, and I will be giving you the name of a few books that you can look into on, on expressing and processing your emotions. But this has been really helpful for me just to feel the actual feeling without having to be, as one of my students said, the Morgan Freeman narrator of the mind, right? It's not the mind. It's how does it feel in your body and can you feel it? And can we be honest with ourselves about the thoughts? Yes, thoughts and feelings that we're having. That alone has been a game changer. So not denying the experience that we're having. And again, this might feel so elementary for some of you, but for me, for those of us that have lived in our heads for a really long time, it's like, oh my gosh. And I can tell you that doing this on the daily now, really acknowledging and actually asking myself the question, like, okay, how am I really feeling about this? Like, Another thing is that it doesn't mean that just because you are experiencing an emotion about something that it needs to be posted on social media or that you have to go tell someone about it. You can just simply acknowledge it for yourself. I recently took a course, not a course, it was a master class with a woman named Susie. I hope to have her on our podcast and she did a beautiful presentation uh, her master class was called The Anatomy of Truth. And she was talking about the importance of voicing, actually using your voice to process your emotions. So not just feeling the feeling, but the importance of using your voice. And she was talking about the correlation between your throat and how that goes all the way down into your pelvic area. And I'm talking like this because I'm like, wait a second, I don't know the whole anatomy, but basically there was a connection between your uterus, even if you don't have a uterus, like that area and your voice and how necessary it is for us to process our emotions. And so I thought this was so eye-opening for me because... As I said, I have done many years of psychotherapy, and I think that I was discounting the importance of using my voice, of actually going to therapy to just talk about what it was that I was feeling. And I think that was because there was a part of me, man, you guys are getting like the real, real raw me, but you know what? Isn't this the point? Isn't this the point? So after nine years of therapy and 20 years later or something like that, I think there's a part of me that's like, okay, were those nine years really necessary and really useful? I feel like I spent a lot of time blaming my parents and just voicing things. And if I could do it differently, because I've done therapy in the past few years, I like going to a therapy where it's more interactive, where it feels more like a conversation where I get guided a little bit and I get asked questions. And there's a part of me that remembers, because I know that memory is can be faulty, that the psychotherapy that I did in my 20s, it was mostly me talking. <laughs> and 
many years of just me talking. And so I would have liked a little bit more guidance, but that's my memory. And so I feel like I discarded the talk therapy a bit. But after doing some research and after attending this class where we talked about the importance of just using your voice, I made an appointment, an appointment to go to talk therapy. And I'll tell you, it felt really freaking good. So she, oh my gosh, I just saw on her door, it's cognitive behavioral therapy and psychotherapy. So I am once again revising my my thoughts or my beliefs because it felt really good to just voice what I feel to a third party where it's completely confidential, right? It's like I used to have a Tony Robbins coach and now she's my friend, Heather, and she would call it holding the bucket. So like sometimes you just want someone to hold the bucket and you've got to empty out that bucket and just fill whatever emotions that you're having. I'm really glad that I did that. And so I've decided to start going back, at least for now, to talk therapy once a month just to have a place where I can express whatever I want to express And yeah, of course, sometimes you have your spouse, you have your friends, you have a confidant, whatever. But I personally like to have a place that is completely private and sacred and just for me. It's really important for me. And I'm glad that I've introduced that. Okay. The next thing, and this was one of the tips that I got from this Anatomy of Truth Masterclass was talking to yourself out loud, which is, I mean, I kind of talk to myself all the time, but actually using your throat to voice what it is that you're feeling, including gratitude and anything that's in on your mind and that you want help with. And so that is something that I recently started incorporating A lot of times I sit outside with the dogs and I'm thinking of a podcast topic or something that's on my mind or about, you know, something that I want to teach. But now I'm actually using my voice to talk to nature, talk to the trees about emotions that I may be feeling. And again, asking myself, how do I really feel about this? Like, what do you want to tell the trees? You know, I'm not coming at all from a place of judgment, but a lot of times, not but and, and a lot of times I see people on social media just spilling their beans, you know, I don't know, so-and-so is having an issue with their child and they're just like totally spilling the beans or about their spouse. And for me... I personally don't want to use social media like that. I want to use social media to be a beautiful, inspiring, and constructive, is that constructive? Constructive space. Not a place where I go to vent or complain about things that are happening in my relationships, you know? So if we're on the same page, I just feel like, I don't know. I don't, as someone that seeks to inspire and to lead, 
I personally just don't think that that's the space. And so I love this idea of having a private space, talking to nature and simply using my voice. There's something else that I tried recently, and that was to create a voice memo for myself about something that was bothering me. There was an issue that I wanted to work out and I created a voice memo and it was just me venting, 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 worst case scenario, venting, 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 and then coming up with the best case scenario and then recording that. And something magical happened after I did that. Like I manifested some things and that was a technique also given to me by Snow. Snow is the woman that did my Gene Keys reading. And I was like, oh, that was really good. So it's like I got it all out. All the worst case scenario things. And then the best case scenario, I was completely empty. I was completely neutralized. And after that, I manifested something. So if you want to try that, that is another technique that you can use to process your emotions to express yourself. I wanted to give you the name of two books on the connection to your body and any pain or illness that you may be experiencing. So there was a decision that we had to make the other day. Then after that, I was like, ah, like my gut feeling was not a yes. My body was not a hell yes to this decision that we were trying to take. And my feet started hurting. So I went to my book. The book is called The Healing Questions Guide. I will put it in the show notes. And just as I imagined, your feet have something to do with moving forward and making certain decisions and a certain kind of insecurity about where you are and what the next step is. And it asks you questions to guide you. My friend Heather introduced me to this book when I was having vertigo and it was freaking wild. I was like, oh my goodness, I am totally experiencing these life issues right now. And I could totally see what the correlation was to experiencing vertigo or I think vertigo and nausea. And the other book is called Body Talk. Again, I'll put it in the show notes. And it gives you some, the book Body Talk gives you some questions, but it also talks about different ways to process your emotions. And one of those ways is through breath work. And that is one of the other techniques that obviously been in, not obviously, you don't know, but I've been into yoga since I was 16. I went to my first yoga class. I am certified as a yoga teacher. We breathe every moment of the day, obviously. And yet we are so cut off from our own breath. And we don't breathe, many of us don't breathe deeply. I know I hold, I still, I still hold my breath. And when we do that, we cut ourselves up off from life force. And so I'm back to consciously breathing. And even so, I know that when I create my podcast, when I 
do actual episodes, sometimes I have to pause to take a deep breath, which means that I'm holding my breath. And I'm like, wait a second, why is it so difficult sometimes to just breathe? And so I am making an effort to breathe deeply, to inhale deeply, to bring the breath back into my body. And the author of Body Talk says that this is why a lot of a lot of people get sick because they're disconnected from their breath. So I'm really, I'm really grateful for this practice. It's one thing if you do something when you're on the yoga mat and you're in a, you know, taking your yoga class or uh, doing some intentional breath work. But can we bring this into our existence, into our everyday existence, not just on the mat? And the final practice that I've always known about, but that I'm bringing back as it relates to my health are affirmations. I've become aware that I was thinking a lot about my health and how I didn't want to feel. For example, I kept saying, I became aware that I kept saying things in my mind, not even voicing them out loud, but you don't have to voice them out loud because beliefs are thoughts that you continue to think. So what are the thoughts that I was continuing to think? I kept saying things like, oh, I wish I had more energy. Oh, it's so frustrating that I only have four hours of energy a day or like, oh, I'm so frustrated that I'm tired right now and I wanted to do X, Y, and Z. Those are affirmations. These are thoughts that kept going in a loop. And the more you say them, they become beliefs. And then beliefs are going to affect the biology of your body. Dr. Bruce Lipton talks about that. He has a book called The Biology of Belief, and he has many other works on this very topic. But I wasn't even aware up until recently that these were the thoughts that were inhabiting my mind. So I have very positive beliefs about my ability to succeed. I have a positive beliefs about my ability to attract and magnetize money. And yet, what is the most important thing in my life? It's my health. If I am healthy, I am limitless. I truly, truly believe that. And yet, the thoughts that I was having were affirming that I didn't have the health that I want. It was affirming frustration. And so I'm not talking about having affirmations written on cue cards or, well, that wouldn't be a bad idea either or on your phone. I'm just talking about bringing awareness back to my everyday existence and noticing the thoughts that are present in my mind and redirecting these thoughts, stopping the negative thoughts, redirecting myself and saying things like, I'm so grateful that I am experiencing this health. I'm so grateful to be feeling so much better lately. I am feeling better every day. I am so appreciative of all the little moments that I'm able to take in. I feel so good about whatever activity that I just completed. So those are the kinds of things that I'm beginning to affirm. And that is my current practice. So you've had all these different practices that I am currently in the process of integrating 
into my life to bring that next level of health and healing for myself. I really hope that you found this useful. I'm loving this. Like This is what is true and alive for me right now. I want to remind you, I've got that little gift for you. If you love my podcast and you're willing and happy to leave me a review, just screenshot before you submit it. And I will send you a higher self visualization that I absolutely love and that I also do. But your reviews really matter. It's so funny. My husband gets annoyed when we watch YouTubes and they're like, you know, please like and subscribe. He's like, why do they all say that? Don't people naturally just like like and subscribe? Yes, they do. But people don't naturally and just out of nowhere leave the reviews unless they have a complaint. And so I really do want to tell you, I so appreciate you. And the reviews really matter on Apple because if I have reviews, it actually pushes my content out so that more people can listen to it. All right. I will see you next week. Thank you so much for being on this amazing journey of life with me. If you loved this episode and if you're loving my podcast, I would love for you to leave a review. They really do make a difference in spreading the word and having more people be impacted. Also, I'd love for you to join me in my Facebook community called The Magnetic Portal. You can find the link in the show notes. I'll see you next time.